Hi, thanks for joining us for this message from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. We pray that you are blessed by it. If you'd like to know more about Red Church and its ministries, or if you'd like to support us financially, you can find out more by heading to redchurch.org.au. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my story today uh, about a large hike that I went on late last year. Um, You might have seen me around here at Red. I'm actually on staff. I'm an assistant pastor in the worship space, uh, as well as working for 247 Prayer Australia as operations manager. Um, So I've been at Red for the last 10 years or so. Um, Got my wife, Chelsea, uh, and two boys, John T and Max. Um, We're very much at home here uh, and love being a part of this community. Uh, So today I wanted to, uh, I've been given the opportunity to share a little bit about some of my experience of going on a long 35-day hike uh, last year, which is long by any measure, I'd imagine. And I I like hiking. I've done lots of hikes before. Uh, I've done one-day hikes, two-day hikes, shorter things. Uh, And I've often found them to be um, really like recharging, uh, retreat. Uh, for me. So processing time, God time, being on a trail, climbing up a mountain, the physical challenge of it, uh, as well as just being out in creation. Um, So uh, last year, I set this challenge to do the Australian Alps walking track. Um, There's a few reasons for setting this challenge. I am approaching my 40th birthday, um, which is, you know, a milestone. Um, Also, it's been a big few years, a big season. Um, so it was kind of a marker and a chance to uh, set aside some time um, just to go on a big adventure and mark a season um, and then moving into, I guess, a new season or a new chapter um, in my fifth decade, I guess you'd call it, um, which is a funny thought. Uh, so yeah, I set, I set a, a challenge of, of doing this Australian Alps walking track predominantly, I guess, as a celebration for my 40th, um, but also as a as a a mechanism of retreat um, and processing time and and a solo adventure. Hmm. So this hike that I ended up doing was started up near Canberra uh, in the ACT and went all the way over the mountains down into, I guess, North Gippsland, Mount Borbore in Victoria. It was 750 kilometres. I had food drops, so I'd carry food for a week um, and then pick up supplies and keep going, predominantly solo. Um, so yeah, it, it was quite a headspace. In fact, it's, it's really hard to describe um, coming back uh, the headspace or the realm that, that that was. I was very much in the day, uh, in the planning of it um, and, and the logistics of it, thinking about um, my track notes for a particular day um, and slowly working my way through this big thing. And 35 days is a long time. So I think it was maybe four or five days into the trip where I really started to grasp the magnitude of, gee, 35 days is a long time, um, which I knew I would come to at some point um, as part of the challenge, uh, recognizing that length of time. and I think something in that that was really interesting was uh, because of my planning and the food drops um, and because of physically how far I could walk in a day or how far I could not walk in a day given the altitude and climbing, the, the pace of my hike was kind of set. 
Um, so there was this length of time that I committed to that even if I wanted to go faster um, uh, or slower at times, I had to hit my food drops in a week or I had to hit those logistical points um, or I had to make sure that I wasn't overexerting myself <laughs> such that I could make that next mountain <laughs> or go up the next hill or the, or, or the next challenge, etc. So that was an interesting thing to recognize, which I recognized on the track was actually, um, okay, I've got to submit to this plan, this larger narrative that I'd kind of carved out um, uh, to the best of my ability before being on it, um, which actually all worked out really well. But there was that kind of giving over to this plan, this larger, this larger um, narrative, I guess, um, without the ability to alter it much. Now, there were some rest days and some times where I was able to give flexibility, but really it, it was a set period of time. Um, and as I was reflecting this on the hike and then also after the hike, um, it felt like there was a little bit of an analogy for life. Um, the hike had many ups and downs, but it was this set period of time that I didn't actually have control over, much like our, our time here um, in, in our life. Uh, there are various challenges throughout, um, but God has established, I guess, uh, our plan or the larger narrative it wasn't me setting out the hike plan, but it was God setting out those days that he's already predestined, before, you know, while we were in the womb. Um, and we can't alter that um, in, in the sense of that time is before us. Uh, all we can be is kind of in the moment as we work through that. Um, so as much as we might like to race through certain seasons of life or slow down in certain seasons of life that are really hard, much like it was on the hike, it can feel like that, I think, sometimes in life. So some of the things I learned then um, whilst being on the hike, which I'll speak to, I guess, now, I guess are all framed in this idea of uh, life kind of being like a hike. Uh, the ups and downs, the set, the set journey of that, sometimes being out of control in that, but then also the realisation that we need to walk each moment as we go along throughout. Um, one thing that I really enjoyed um, being in this hike realm, if you call it that, or the headspace was really just in the hike, thinking about each day or the next day, the notes for next, the next day. Um, uh, something that I really enjoyed was I established, um, and I wanted to at the start of the hike, I established a, a great prayer routine. Uh, I bought this cheap Casio watch at the start of the hike, which actually has a function that beeps every hour. Uh, so I, I set this off at the start of uh, the first day or early on the second day um, where every hour I was on the trail, um, my watch would beep. Um, this would be a prompt or a reminder of me to stop and pray. Um, so I actually held to this for the duration of the hike. Uh, and every hour I was on, on trail, my watch would beep. Um, and wherever I was, I kind of pause um, and just uh, give a moment to God. And I started this actually with the, the Lord's Prayer. Um, for the first few days, and then I simplified in some sense to the acronym PRAY of pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. It's just quite similar really to the Lord's Prayer in that um, it prompts you to look up first, look to God, and then look to your circumstances. Um, 
which was really fun. Um, uh, I actually remember some fun banter with God around this where I'd be journeying up some really steep section um, and I'd be in the middle of a groove um, getting up there and my watch would beep and I'd be like, yep, when I get to the top, God, I'm going to pray, that's fine. Uh, and then I'd roll my eyes about 30 seconds later and go, all right, I'll stop uh, and, and I'll pray. And I took the moment, even in the middle of the challenge, to be like, um, uh, spend some time with God, which was amazing. I, every time I think I stopped on the hour um, and silenced myself, apart from the buzzing of flies a whole bunch, there was always wind. There was always either a strong wind or a light wind. Uh, and there was always birds um, wherever I was, like for 35 days. And that kind of became the soundtrack, I guess, of those little snippets of prayer time. They weren't long, maybe one, two, three minutes um, uh, where I'd pause um, and just look to God. And being, you know, assistant worship pastor, there was also always a worship song in, in the back of my mind. I didn't take any headphones or anything, but um, on the whole trip, actually, um, but yeah, there was always a worship song and a new one each day. And I just meditate on that. And actually having my eyes closed for a lot of that time, opening up and then, you know, seeing a new after a few minutes, the creation I was in was something that was really special. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that time. And in that way, the, the hike was, was quite monastic in its rhythm. I would get up every day, um, you know, have my dear head, you know, dehydrated powdered milk breakfast and get my food for the day and um, pack up the tent, be on the trail seven to 10 hours, kind of pausing every seven to 10 hours to pray and then every, on the hour uh, and then get to camp and set up tent, um, do some reading on my Kindle, go to bed, read the track notes for the next day and, and, and wake up and do it all again um, and again uh, and again. Uh, but that rhythm I really enjoyed um, and came to um, I guess spend a lot of close time walking with Jesus along the way, just pausing every hour. Um, uh, one cool story around this prayer rhythm was uh, my boys, John T and Max, actually came and joined me for a few days on the hike. At the, at the start, in the middle for two or three days, uh, and at the end of two or three days. And when they came and joined me, um, particularly on the middle section uh, and, and the end, they hadn't established my routine as much at the start. Uh, my watch beeped. I'm like, oh, here's what I've been doing. I've been praying every time my watch beeps. Um, let's give thanks to God. And we did that. Uh, and it wasn't long as, it was, you know, the next hour or, or the, in the coming days, what ended up happening was my watch had beeped. And before I'd even stopped, um, Max or John would be like, oh, it's time to pray. <laughs> and, and we'd get together and just pray and thank God for creation and all the cool bugs we were seeing and the mountains and our family. Uh, and that was really cool to model um, I guess that to the boys, um, but um, also have them um, give their thanks to God and be thankful for, for the moment that they were sharing in. Mm. So in, in kind of being in conversation with God a lot throughout the day, there are obviously a lot of challenges. Um, so I'd shoot off prayers for a bunch of things or just have that kind of dialogue. So one a couple of particular stories. One time I was walking through some really dense regrowth. So the fires had come a number of years ago and the trees were now growing up as I was climbing this mountain, walking up this spur and they were all head height. And it was like walking through a never ending wardrobe of trees, um, you know, spiking and bashing you through. So the track was nowhere um, and I needed to get to the top of this mountain. And I had some notes, I had a paper 
guidebook and had my GPS, but GPS wasn't working well. I was in the middle of a, kind of a valley as I was working my way up and the guidebook I knew I was kind of roughly where I was. But after a period of time, I'm like, actually, I think I'm a fair way off the track here. Um, I don't want to be walking 10, 15 minutes in the wrong direction. You can kind of get down into a gully and then be, you know, hours off trail all of a sudden. So that, that became really frustrating. I was getting through all the forest and I'm just like, ah, God, I need some help here. Uh, where's the track? Um, uh, and I remember distinctly this one time I, I prayed this and I just like took one step forward and kind of looked around and like, boom, there's a track marker. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's like direct answer to prayer. I think that happened two or three times working my way through this two day section of track that was just really hard going. Um, and it might seem a little insignificant on this side of the hike going, oh, you found a track marker or something. But when that was the realm and you're in the middle of that thing, um, that, that was a real answer to prayer. And there was another moment, which another story, um, where I was walking, which seems a little bit trivial, but again, I think it just highlights something about my um, just walking closely with God. I was walking across this big exposed section of mountain. It was quite hot. Um, it, was, it was very hot, actually. No trees, no nothing. Um, above the tree line, really hot. And it comes to be lunchtime and I'm like, oh, I can't stop in this heat, I need to keep going. Um, and I was like, God, give me somewhere to have lunch. <laughs> uh, kept walking, you know, in this big plane. And then lo and behold, I don't know, 15 minutes later, uh, this is a little thing in the distance, like, oh, is that a tree? And, and I ended up coming up to it and there's just like one tree in the middle of this track. Um, and I'm like, lunch tree, <laughs> thanks God. <laughs> um, you know, and it just happened to be there and, and I sat under it and shade and had my lunch and it um, felt like one of those biblical stories where, you, you know, someone sits under a tree and, you know, talks with God about something, which was kind, kind of humorous at, at the moment to kind of banter with God about that. Um, so there was, there was a lot of fun moments like that on the trail, but not all my prayers kind of shot off and worked out the way I, I'd liked. There was one day... I had to walk along, I think what was called Long Spur. It was like a 12 kilometer stretch between two mountains. And I knew there was gonna be some bad weather that day, um, but I set off um, and, and as I was nearing, I guess the end of my day, uh, maybe half an hour out, I started to see that actually the clouds started darkening on the mountain I was heading to. I'm like, oh, I think this storm's coming in. Um, but you know, buoyed by these experiences of prayer, I'm like, all right, I'll just pray for it and be fine. Um, God, I pray, get to my, you know, my campsite before the storm hits and keep me safe and journeyed with that. <clears throat> kept going, kept going. Uh, and then before I got to my thing, I got hit in the middle of a thunderstorm, like tropical rain, but it was sideways and obviously it wasn't tropical. It was freezing. I was up in the Alps. So there was hail coming at me sideways. I hadn't even put all my wet gear on because I'm like, no, I'm going to get here. I've prayed about it. We're going to get there just before the storm comes. But I got absolutely drenched and ended up setting up my tent on hail um, whilst it was hailing um, and kind of getting inside and drying off and all that kind of stuff, um, which was, which was, you know, that was a challenging little moment there. But it was, it was fun in the end. The, the storm passed and, and then there was a, this beautiful sunset and double rainbow came out uh, and it was just, and I was up high on a mountain and it was just magic. Um, and so, yeah, 
my prayers weren't answered in the way that I'd liked then, but uh, I journeyed with God through it. <laughs> and that was a fun adventure and challenge in the end. And there was a beautiful moment in creation at the end of that. So yeah, not all my prayers shot off and, and, and were answered in the way I want, wanted uh, or might have liked. Um, but I think the thing was that I was, the thing I enjoyed and the thing I grew was, grew in was um, that regardless I was in communication and relationship with God through the day. Um, and in the, it reminded me of um, a section, I think it's in Tyler Staten's book, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools, where he tells a story, I think of a family member, he was in a car and that they were praying for a car park outside of Walmart or something. And 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 he's like, what, you, can you pray for something like this? There are wars going on in the world. What, you know, there are bigger things to be praying for uh, than these little seemingly insignificant things like me getting to camp, you know, before the storm, all that kind of stuff. But as he reflected on it, uh, he, and he, I guess, pondered that, uh, he came to the realization, well, if those little prayers are, are indicators of or keep you in communication and relationship with God throughout a day, um, isn't that what God desires of us? It's just to be in relationship and communication with him in our own little circumstances, whether it be about getting out of the hail or finding a car park or something, but um, setting up that dialogue between you and God throughout the little things. And the big things, which coming back to my idea of life as a hike, um, there's some, you know, parallels there with the various challenges we go through in life, whether they be big, relational, family, work, whatever challenges, or whether they be small. I've rolled my ankle and life is unpleasant challenges. Um, uh, I was encouraged or I learned that actually there's a rhythm there where you can bring all of those things to God throughout throughout a day or throughout a rhythm. Um, and he wants to journey with you in all of them. Um, and even there's things to be learned in the small things, in the little prayers, uh, as well as the big ones. And sometimes they may not be answered how you might like um, or how you might be thinking, um, but you're in dialogue with God and um, and there's encouragement in that. Um, and a lot to be learned in that. There's another story from the hike, which which is really to do with trust um, in in God. So I was obviously away from home, away from family, uh, so I couldn't really I wasn't around to help help with the boys or help with Chelsea or various challenges that might come up at home. I had a GPS communicator, which meant I could shoot off a message every now and then, but very different to being present for the family. Uh, so there was one particular uh, few days on the track where this all kind of came to a bit of a challenge uh, where I had to really trust God in, despite my absence, not only, and then trust God also in little things on the track. So one section of the track, the weather came in uh, and I, I hiked in cloud or rain or not seeing the sun for four or five days. My socks got wet and boots, everything got wet except for, except for my sleep system, which was nice. I could still have a warm bed every night. But that came in, uh, there were leeches around the track. So it was a particular morning I woke up and they were just everywhere. I was flicking them off me. I'd been wet for three days. Uh, I was now climbing this mountain um, 
bush bashing through some of this regrowth, everything kind of hit ahead. And I get a message from home saying, oh, look, had this had a problem. Um, uh, you know, the boys aren't well, um, the internet's down. Um, and, and a scenario that if I was there, I would have been able to help with. And now I wasn't there. I was battling my way through the clouds and the leeches and working on my way up this mountain. Um, <laughs> so I, we, I just had to pray and together with Chelsea, we prayed through this challenging circumstance um, with the boys and then also logistically getting the internet on and, and various things. I, I just had to trust, pray and trust and, and give that over to God. There was nothing I could do. And this mountain I was climbing was actually called Mount Despair, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's kind of like the Pilgrim's Progress, uh, if anyone's familiar with that 16th century story. Um, but it was like it all came in. But uh, I think, I mean, that was still challenging for me, uh, despite being in continual dialogue with God. But at the same time, I was also, there's nothing I can do. So it was just a trust. Um and, and, and praise God a few hours later, I got, you know, received message through that Chelsea had been able to work through the situation, um, both logistically with the internet and the boys and, and things were on a better track. And I was kind of celebrating on the top of Mount Despair <laughs> uh, as the rains kind of didn't clear. But, you know, that was just another part of the journey where um, I had to trust and, and I wasn't in control, um, but I was able to journey um, with God through it and pray with Chelsea. Um, which was, yeah, which was a real encouragement on the other side of that. Um, and yeah, I, doing the hike was something that I'd predominantly wanted to do solo. Like I enjoy solo time. I'm a bit of an introvert. I love the processing time. 35 days is a long time. Um, so when I set off, uh, I was like, oh, I really don't want someone to come alongside some keen bean hike. Oh, let's do this together. It's like, no, <laughs> I just wanted kind of some solo time. But as I went through the hike, I ended up meeting a few people along the way um, and they highlighted some really cool things um, that actually, I guess, changed my perspective a little bit on that. And there's a lesson in there. I think God is also teaching me about doing life with others. Um, and one of these times was uh, I'd come to the end of a hike towards Mount Kosciuszko in the great range of Australia. Um, come to the end of the day, I'd done about 20 Ks and come across this sign that says, the next part of the track is gonna be closed from tomorrow. Um, they're doing aerial shooting of deer and, and various other feral animals. Uh, they're gonna be shooting guns out of helicopters of this next <laughs> section of track, don't walk through it. I was like, oh, Okay, um, oh, but that means I have to walk an extra 15 k's on a road and I'm going to miss hiking over Mount Kosciuszko. This is like one of the highlights of the trail. So I was, I was wondering what to do. I was like, this is by the, tomorrow morning. I don't really have time to get over there or do I? Maybe I could get up there. I've got a headlight. Um, and someone who I'd met a few days earlier on the trail came up. You know, he hiked into this hut at the same time and we were talking about it. And we decided actually with the resources we had, a different few GPS sets, because um, to get over this range, there was no track. You just had to kind of use your topography and know where you were. So the confidence of having someone else there and another GPS meant that actually we worked together uh, and we set off and, and, and got up there and, you know, after sunset and woke up at five in the morning and got out of this protect, you know, this 
closed zone just after you know the limit, which meant we were able to walk across one of the best sections of the hike. Um, but I don't know if I would have been able to do that actually without him, uh, without this person I met along the way, um, which is kind of that lesson I think I learned about doing life with others. And that was like one of the highlights of the trip in the end, that 5 a.m. sunrise over Main Range near Kosciuszko. Um, and there's another moment on the trail also where I ran into a I ran into someone else who was who was lost, um, and I was able to help them know where they were on track. Um, this person I met a few days later after that, and we helped each other navigate our way over a mountain in the midst of a kind of storm where navigation was really hard, um, which again highlighted that actually you know there's some, there, there, there's times for when doing things together is really helpful. So after the hike. Uh, I got back and met the family uh, and it was wonderful. It's really great to be back. 35 days is a long time. Um, I was struck by a bunch of things though. I was, uh, life was simple, I guess, on the hike. I did have some elements of control whilst also submitting to the overall plan. Um, but, you know, traffic and people and flushing toilets and showers and all these things, you know, reintegration was a little bit of a thing, practically for a few days, um, which was fun though. I, I could eat, you know, whatever I wanted <laughs> again, which was really nice. But in another couple of senses, reintegration has been uh, uh, quite challenging post-hike. It came back into a busy season, Christmas, family holiday, school holidays, the like. Um, some of the things that I think I'd learned or the rhythms I've developed whilst being on the hike that I really enjoyed that enabled me to have some close times with God, like prayer, prayer on the hour or, or reading in my tent at night or those journeying things just weren't possible to continue when I got back. Um, so I, I had to try and work out, oh, what were those things? Um, what could they look like now that I'm back? Um, being thankful for the season that I had been in, but also um, working out how I could establish those rhythms um, back in the real world <laughs> with kids and family and work and, 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 and all the rest of that. And that's something I'm still, I'm still working on uh, and, and will look to in this next season. But rhythms of prayer and retreat, um, at, as I've talked about, I enjoy going on hikes for a treat. I can't always go on a five-week hike, you know, every every year to do a thing. But what does retreat look like for me uh, on those different scales, um, whether it be daily in prayer, mini little retreats or weekly or monthly or quarterly and then yearly as well. Um, time, intentional time set aside to be with God, um, to listen, um, process. Um, yeah, so I, I've been encouraged by... Uh, the time I had with God on the hike, um, but challenged in how I then reintegrate that into a kind of sustainable life rhythm. As I'm sure many of us find, particularly the start of the year, when we might think about our rhythms for the year, uh, how does this work and how could this work? Um, uh, yeah, and as Britt reminded us last week as well, the, the question of like, uh, at the end of this year or this next season, um, how might I have grown closer um, to God or to Jesus? Uh, and then setting, setting some goals or rhythms around that. So as an encouragement, I guess, uh, for those of you listening who may not want to go on a five-week hike to experience similar things, that some of you may, and that's awesome, go for it. I'm happy to give you some tips. 
I guess my encouragement for you, um, and also I guess some things that I'm processing and that I've been challenged on myself, um, was this idea of uh, this analogy of life as hike, <laughs> taking some of the learnings I've learned from this hike, um, and I guess applying them to me now that I'm back in my reintegration challenge, but also might be encouraging for you. And a couple of these things were submitting to God's plan for your life and the season that you're in, um, much like I couldn't change my trajectory of my 35-day hike, um, but I could submit to that and then be present in each moment along the way. Um, which also meant things didn't get overwhelming as they can be in life when you think of all the possible what's all going, but actually taking each day uh, as it comes. I'm reminded of that verse, um, uh, don't worry about tomorrow's today has enough troubles of its own. <laughs> so keeping us present in our walk with God each way through. Um, so yeah, submitting to, to, to God's plan for your life and also praying in the little and the big things, <laughs> much like I was shooting off uh, fun prayers to God about stopping for prayer time, walking up a mountain or getting caught in a hailstorm, um, but also praying about big family things that were going on or um, how I'm going to integrate some of these rhythms into my life moving forward. Um, I think God really desires um, uh, prayer in the little things as well in the big things uh, and the communication throughout the day, throughout all, all, all the moments, whether they be big life, significant changes, and what am I doing for 2024, or whether it, whether it be um, uh, I'm about to run out of fuel and I'm getting to the petrol station or something, I don't know, little life moments, but walking with, with God throughout the day. Um, uh, another one is uh, doing life alongside other people uh, or being open to sharing your experience with other people along the way. Um, like my experience on the hike where I kind of wanted to say I'd do it by myself, but actually a few moments where I did that with others on the trail that, that meant those moments were um, elevated or better or seen from a different perspective. Um, so that's a good challenge for me, but maybe also for you in terms of doing life alongside others a bit more. Finally, um, life is a, it, it's a long game. There's a long trajectory to it in the same way as my hike had a long arc to it. Um, there's a persistence and perseverance required and playing a long card um, to doing things well. And so this is acknowledging the season you're in. Um, this is chipping away at the little things um, in prayer or with others. Um, but it's, I was reminded actually this morning um, before I came in to shoot this about, I think it's Psalm 84, where it says, blessed are those who set their hearts on pilgrimage. Um, I didn't set out to be have my hike as a pilgrimage per se. I mean, I did set out to, and knew that I'd spent some intentional time with God. Um, but I think that essentially is kind of what pilgrimage is, not so much about the, the end goal as much as the journey along the way. Um, so I think there's something to be said for that, um, life as pilgrimage and, and walking with God through it, um, no matter the challenges. 
uh, in the longer scheme of things. Yeah, so I'm really thankful to have done the hike. Um, I'm thankful to shout out to Chels and the boys uh, for letting me go for five weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it had, it's been a really significant time for me in growing in my walk with Jesus and with God. And I look forward to how he continues to grow me in these areas that I've been challenged in and, and where I land in, in my long game. Uh, of reintegration, um, which is probably, you know, just as challenging as actually doing the hike, uh, to be honest, if not more. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to how God continues to grow me in that. Um, And I pray that you found hearing my story um, encouraging um, in, in your walk with God as well.